Hello and welcome to a toast to rom-coms. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And we're gonna close out our Tom Hanks Meg Ryan trio today. It's only been like five months or whatever. You know, we ha- we did another movie in there. We had other plans. You got really sick. What can you do? Yeah, I guess sometimes life just doesn't go according to plan. That's all right. The Bureau speaks. Yep. Um, yeah, it's been a rough month. It's, I think that's how long it's been since we podcasted, like a full month. Mm-hmm. Ready to get back into it. I'm really pumped for this drink for today. It looks so good. I didn't know what to think about it because, you know. It's different. It's different, right. Yeah. But it actually looks very good. Um, and it has some unusual ingredients in it. So we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to run down the facts of this movie so we can get to it? Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about You've Got Mail uh, with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. I think that this completes the big three. Mm-hmm. We got Sleepless in Seattle, mm. which the weakest in my opinion. I completely agree. Hyped for no reason. Yeah, it's very weak. Uh, then you got Joe versus the Volcano. Decent. Better. And then you got You've Got Mail, which I don't know how you feel, but it is my favorite of the three. By far and away. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear you say that I was a little worried because I feel like you could have gone either way. Yeah, I'd never seen this before and I had bad vibes towards it for whatever reason. It's long. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. Our next movie was an hour 44, so I felt a lot more charitable towards it. So this movie stars, as I mentioned, Tom Hanks, uh, God's gift to the universe, just lovely man. I'm serious. He's currently in Pittsburgh, I I think, officiating weddings and doing nice shit. He's just awesome. I'd love to see him on the street or anywhere else for that matter. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, like we said before, Meg Ryan, we got one of my punchable celebrities, Greg Kinnear. <laughs> he had like a weird mullet thing in this too that made him worse. Uh, we had Parker Posey. Ah, that's her name. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then some honorable mentions are Gene Stapleton. That was Birdie. Mm-hmm. Steve Zahn, who looked adorable in this movie. I agree. Uh, Heather Burns, who was the college girl. Yeah. And then we had Dave Chappelle. Because why not? I know why. Oh, I can't wait to hear yeah, this. Yeah, I know why. Okay, you gotta tell me later. Uh, this was directed by Nora Ephron and written by Nora Ephron and Delia Ephron. They wrote the screenplay. It's based on a play called Parfumerie. Yes, but I can also add on to that later. And I'm going to say the English version of the name. Okay. Which is in parentheses below the real name. <laughs> Nicholas Laszlo. I guess the real name is Miklos Laszlo, but it has a bunch of apostrophes over a lot of vowels. The author? Yeah. Okay. Not ringing a bell, huh? Nope. All right. Should it? Yeah. Is this going to be saved for the facts section? It is. Okay, I can't wait. I love facts. 
Okay. Uh, oh, excuse me. This came out in 1998. This gave me some serious nostalgia vibes. Oh, for vibes. real. Yeah. For real. Yeah. So, all right. Ta- tell me about this drink. So the drink today is da 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 the You've Got Mail. Um, it is Kachaka. Ka- Kachaka? I think it's Kachaka. Kachaka, yes. Which apparently we had before, but I don't remember. And I don't remember if I liked it or not. I think we did. I think it was like um, a light okay. drink. Um, simple syrup, which is going to be interesting because there's also honey simple syrup in there. So it's like going to be doubly sweet, I feel. It was very little amounts. Whenever I was making it, okay. it's a fourth of yeah. simple and a fourth of honey. Which I don't think is too much. No, I agree. I agree. Um, Lime juice, orange juice, and you top it with champagne. It sounds good. Now, what I am interested, we have this honey simple syrup. And remember that honey drink we made last time? (gasps) I do. I would like to make it with this syrup and see if it's better. I bet it's going to be, I bet you're right. Was it the one that I liked and you didn't like? Yes. Yeah. I, I liked it, and you thought it had a bite? Yeah, something weird. It was two drinks ago. It was for Sleepless in Seattle. Or was it for Marry Me? I don't remember. Cool. <laughs> it's all a blur after a while. Because <laughs> we're drunk all the time. What? But, but hand, hats off, hands off. Hats off. I like hands off. <laughs> to Amazon for getting me the honey simple syrup within a day. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Cheers. Cheers. That's different. I'm going to need, like, three sips to tell you what I think about it. I'm going to need a little more, yeah. It's it's a weird taste. There's a lot of different phases of taste on there. Um, so, like, you start with, like, a sour, mm-hmm. and then it turns a little sweet, and then I feel like the aftertaste is the honey. Honey, yeah. So... Hmm. And I'm like spilling on myself and I don't know how. I hope you don't have a leak. These are really cool glasses. It said to use a Collins glass, but I saw these in your cabinet and I was like, this isn't a Collins glass. It's just really cool. (laughs) And I said a silent prayer. I hope that this liquid fits in here. (laughs) It did. And it did. Uh, Just a little bit of ice, though. You're supposed to fill the whole thing with ice. Uh, What can you do? But... We'll see. This is going to grow on me. There's like this list out there. I think it's a BuzzFeed list of like drinks that you should order once in your life at a bar. And mm-hmm. one of them is like a Kachaka thing. Are you sure it's a Kachaka or is it the Capriana or Capria? It's that, but doesn't that have Kachaka in it? Capriana. I don't think so, but I, I think it has something else in it. But I want a Capriana. Capriani? Nope. Let's Someone out there knows what we're saying is so mad at us. Cipriani cocktail? No. Oh, yeah, that is. Cap- Caperina. That's Bitch, Kachaka sugar and lime. Oh, we could make it right now. We could. It's Brazil's national cocktail. Hmm. Maybe I thought of it because the guy that came over to assess our roof today is from Brazil. Is he really? Yeah. How do you know him? From college. Oh, nice. But yeah, we could make a 
Kemper Kyper Kyperaniha. <laughs> nope. Do you think there's like a pronunciation? Absolutely, there is. Okay, yeah. Great. Yeah. Kai. And I feel like even after we hear it, we're not going to be able to say it properly. Absolutely not. Pronounce. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Kyperinia. Oh, Kyperinia. 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 Got it? Yeah. Kyperinia. <laughs> Great. All right. How do you like the setup this week compared to what it's been before? I like it. I think it's more comfortable. It's less awkward. Mm-hmm. I feel like before we were like touching knees across from each yeah. other. The table. Yeah, you gotta love a good card table. It's it's solid, you know? I, I have one. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great for holiday dinners. <laughs> you know, maybe eventually this side of the basement can be like Podcast Central. Ooh, I like that. I see a neon sign that says <gasps> Toast to Rom-Coms. Like a pod cave since yes. it's in the basement. Yeah. A pod cove. Pod I don't know. I was trying to think of... Because I was like, I don't want to take man cave. Right. Pod cavern. Ooh, that's not bad. Pod crevasse. Yeah. That's done. I gotta move on. Hmm. We'll see what happens. That's that's about like eight years down the road when my kid doesn't need toys anymore. (laughs) So we got some time. There are quite a few toys down here. Yeah. This is like the big area. the, The large toys. Yeah, the ball pit. It just became a place to store everything, and it was ripping at the seams because from so much use. Well, no, I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm I think that was a gift from me, and it, yeah, I'm glad you got your money's worth. I, I mean, she was in that thing. You you remember how it's entertained? Yeah, throwing the balls out, putting back in. Oh yeah. Yep. So, R.I.P. Yeah, a good a great toy. <laughs> if anyone has a toddler. Get, like, a little tent for a ball pit and 200 plastic balls. You don't want more than that because they will throw them all out. And then that's just too many balls. Too many balls. Shockingly enough, there is a perfect amount. (laughs) Shocking that that amount isn't two. What you been watching? Well, we finished Our Flag Means Death. (gasps) Me too. Which was really good. What the hell? Hmm. How do you, you feel? can't spoil anything. I know, but I I had a hard time with the ending. Yeah, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm never watching this again. I think the end was good because it made it very clear that there's going to be a next. Yeah, and that was why I wasn't terribly upset Mm -hmm. because it's a cliffhanger that's what it is that's not a spoiler it's just a cliffhanger yeah and it just leaves it open Mm -hmm. i loved all the characters i love how inclusive it was yes and actually bernard picked up on the fact that jim they always called they them Mm -hmm. so i thought that was cool you know, the different kinds of romances that took place were nice. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny. 
Yeah. I love Reese Darby and I love Taika Waititi. They're both great. Reese Darby is Steed. Oh, okay. Oh, you just gotta call him Jumanji guy. That's how I know him. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, he wore an outfit exactly like the Jumanji outfit. <laughs> he did for the treasure hunt. It was yeah. so funny. Yep. He used to be on... Chris Hardwick used to have a game show thing for just comedians. Okay. And he was on it a bunch, and he was just always so off the wall, like, couldn't be tamed, and he was just so funny. Interesting. I love Reese Darby, and he was also in Flight of the Concords. He was in What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. so he's of that New Zealand tribe that yeah. he has with, like, Taika and stuff. Too bad he couldn't be in the Marvel movies. Like... A la Thor Ragnarok, how like Taika's in it and stuff. Oh, okay. You, you know, it, like, it, it's not like that a, he wasn't allowed, it's just that he's not in it. No, I just think it would be fun. Okay. Okay. He, I just want to make sure I didn't misunderstand. No. <laughs> I just think he'd be a cool space guy. Yeah. I also liked, like, this is just a little, it seemed like Blackbeard's tattoo on his chest was the emblem of his production company. Oh, so, I did not notice that. Yeah. Take a check out. Mm-hmm. I will take a check out. <laughs> How hot was Tyga's Blackbeard? I know. I don't know why. It was... Only- Spoiler alert! Fuck. Beep it out. I will. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's a huge spoiler! Fuck. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it was really hot. Okay, I wanna... I think... Was it the leather? I think part of it was the leather, and I, as odd as it may sound, I think part of it was the no sleeve on one arm and a sleeve on the other. Like Bucky Barnes. Yes! That's exactly what came to mind. Yeah, it was just, yes. it was all there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Steed with his books and his... The smudged eyeliner, I'm sorry, I'm still... No, no. That's a huge part. Yeah. I, even at the fancy party, it was good. Not a spoiler. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Yeah. And they all had flowers in their hair. I didn't pick up on that. It was very funny. I might have to give that a rewatch since they're so short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, half hour episodes are nice. Mm -hmm. Um, We both... You finished Bridgerton. No, I didn't start Bridgerton. God damn it, Marie. I'm sorry. Is it because you don't want to? Are you, like, afraid to? I am. I just, I don't think it's going to live up to the first season, and I'm going to be disappointed. Alice and I both watched it in two days. I think you're going to want to watch it. All right. I hated Anthony, and I was so sad that this followed him, but his opposite like, the person that he, like, you know, how there's, yeah. like, a couple. His love interest. Yeah. She's awesome. Okay. She's so cool. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so reluctant. You just gotta take the plunge. You just gotta do it. Okay. Next time you're like, let's watch House Hunters, no. Watch Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch some of my 200 episodes of House Hunters <laughs> that I've saved. And then, other than that, I've been watching Secrets of the Zoo on Disney. I love Secrets of the Zoo! I know. I want to go to the Columbus Zoo Me now. too! It's so good. Because they also have... They have Secrets of the Zoo LA or San Diego. I think it's San Diego. And then they have Secrets of the Zoo Miami. 
Okay. Because we finished all of the Columbus ones and mm-hmm. then we had to move on. Yeah. Um, one of the vets for San Diego is really annoying and I don't like her, so. Oh, I love Priya in Columbus. Oh, maybe that's who I don't like. It's Priya. I don't like her. <laughs> I'm gonna I like Priya. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. It's maybe her bubbly personality. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she, like, she was just talking about the... Ah, the flying fox, which is the bad. Yeah. She's like, they're squawky and feisty, and it reminds me of me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see that. I like that. I guess. Um, oh, I think it's Columbus. There's a Slow Loris episode. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. And they name all of their Lorises after cheese. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. After cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's really good. Uh, other than that, I've just been rolling through some Stephen King movies. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Gourley and Russ. Mm-hmm. Hated Cujo. Slow? So slow. And also, you just feel bad for the dog because the dog gets bit by a bat. Rabies, right? Yeah. hmm And also, the mom in Cujo is a fucking moron. She's a terrible mother. They're basically what happens is they get trapped in their car. Yeah. Because it's the 80s. You don't have a cell phone. You don't have... Sure. And there's, like, a bat 12 feet away, like a baseball bat. And basically her, it's the summer, and her kid starts having, like, seizures because of heat stroke and stuff. And she's just not doing anything except for smacking the shit out of her kid trying to snap him (laughs) out of it. And then my husband's sitting there like, this lady sucks. (laughs) Who played her? Was it anybody? Dee Wallace. So I looked her up, and she's just in a slew of horror movies. Yeah, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's because of Dee Snyder. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different people, but... Yeah. Uh, no. So I don't know. And I watched Christine recently, and it really didn't feel bad either. Yeah, that one was slow. So slow. How did they get rid of the car? I can never remember. I know they crumple it up, but it just uncrumples. So they... um trapped it by putting um a cat like a a bulldozer kind of a thing oh okay and they just parked it on top of it and then the police detective was just like yeah the car's crazy and then they had it compacted at a uh, junkyard into like a little cube but that's still not gonna work no is that how it ends like the car radio comes on right yeah yeah okay i remember that I remember watching that at Grandma's house. It's not a super great one to watch as a kid. There's, like, a lot of sexual stuff. So you got all the horror stuff. I got all the sexual stuff. Like, I watched Dragnet. Mm. Like, I never watched that. There's a there's a large strip scene in that <laughs> where the girl obviously just has, like, two, <laughs> two pasties on <laughs> I'm, I'm like looking around. I'm watching as an adult. And I said to the dad, I was like, You let me watch this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, What? I said, I watched this over and over again when I was a kid. It's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that, it's that boomer parenting style. I know. Vir- the Virgin Connie Swale. That's how, what she's called. The Virgin Connie Swale. Nope. Yeah, I got all the horror movies, but Misery has by far the best. And The Running Man. 
I love The Running Man. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's so bad it's good. Like, campy. Yes. Campy is the right word. Yes. The spandex suit. Oh, I love the spandex suit. And I love how all of the men have the same spandex suit, but then the woman has, like, a low-cut spandex uh, suit. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, sure. Uh-huh. Hey, it still happens now. Look at all those Marvel costumes. Mm. But it's changing. You it did, is. Did you hear that uh, Elizabeth Olsen asked for her costume to be changed? Mm-hmm. And they changed it. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. I think that's kind of the world that is evolving right now. Like, women have more of a say in being over-sexualized. Yeah. I mean, it's about time, right? Yeah. (laughs) You would think. Are you going to read any of these Stephen King novels now that you've watched them? Because you know I have a bunch. I do. And I just don't... I'm trying to say this as gently as possible because I know he has a huge cult following. He's probably, what, like the most famous author ever? Maybe. I just don't dig his writing style. I find it very engaging. It took me a really long time to get through it. I think you might, it might be different for you if you read some of his later novels. Which I know the movies aren't all based on the later novels, but I mean, I think he was on some pretty heavy drugs during that time. You would hope. So (laughs) now they're super easy to read. I started The Dark Tower. Oh, no. That first one's so bad. I got 100 pages in, and that's like my mark. If I'm not into it after 100 pages, I can't. The dark, the first Dark Tower book is so bad. Yeah. The second one's very good. But I was disappointed in how that one ended. That series ended. Mm. I didn't care for it. So, I don't know. I I you know I love to read, obviously. I just don't I just I'm hesitant. Mm-hmm. Like how you are with Bridgerton. Yeah. What else did I watch? I watched The Terminator for the first time ever. Oh, I've never seen the first one. Worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, Definitely worth a watch. The Arnold Schwarzenegger scenes are, like, the best. Is it scary? No. Okay, just a thriller. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, there's really not even that much gore, if I remember correctly. Although I might be desensitized. Uh, all I have as a frame of reference is the second one. There's, like, um, a scene kind of reminiscent from Poltergeist, like a face-peeling scene, mm-hmm. but it didn't bother me as much as the Poltergeist scene. Did you watch the second Terminator ever? Forever ago. That was another childhood movie that Dad put on. I liked I liked the second one. Okay. I just remember Agent Doggett being in that. And I can never remember his stinking name. Robert. Patrick. That's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. From Peace- He's in Peacemaker now. Yes. Which is amazing. Love that. Watch that. So I may or may not have had COVID. All of my tests came back negative, but all the symptoms are there. Yeah. I was laid up for seven full days. Should have been more. Should have been more. Yeah. But work. Um, I watched all of Peacemaker. Watched all of Bridgerton. Watched about five movies. 
Well, and I just want to say, it wasn't the at-home test. You also got the super accurate, sent it away. And And it still came back neg. Mm -hmm. Very strange. All right, you ready to get down to it? (sighs) Yes, I guess that's enough chit-chat. Enough bullshit. All right, you've got mail. You've got mail. I took a shockingly little amount of notes. Oh, I feel like I took an average amount. Yeah, I don't know why, but... Maybe it's because you were into it. Maybe. I was into it. Um, You've got mail. Two hours long. My first note. There's definitely some lulls in it. I didn't think so. I was okay with everything that happened. I just... Maybe it's because I hated all of the scenes with Parker Posey because... I mean, her character is supposed to be obnoxious. And those scenes Mm. just felt like... Ugh. Can we get her off the screen? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I, it was funny, like, every time Greg Kinnear was on at first, I was like, I don't get what the big deal is, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, and then at one point, I was like, oh, he's not fine, (laughs) (laughs) it, like, turned so quickly. Was it the very elegant party? Was it the movie scene? It was the interview when he was mouthing his answers along with the TV and was like, oh, he loves himself so much. Mm-hmm. And he loves that this interviewer loves him. Mm-hmm. That was when it was. I was like, oh, he's like on his high horse and blah, 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 whatever. Everyone does that. And then I was like, oh, no, this guy sucks. Yeah. He wasn't good. But I will say, and this is getting ahead of me, but I thought their breakup, he redeemed himself during the breakup. So, I will say that. Agreed. Very much agreed. He does a he does a great job breaking up with Meg Ryan. He's totally fine. When has he broken up with Meg Ryan before? Sleepless in Seattle. He was in Sleepless in Seattle? That was Bill Pullman. That's right. I just does a great job having nice co-stars. It's so funny that Bill Pullman's character was such a drab guy that we thought he was Greg Kinnear. Because <laughs> <laughs> Greg Kinnear sucks so much. I'm sorry, Greg Kinnear. You don't suck so much. You know what? I liked him in Little Miss Sunshine. I did too. He was on, he was also in As Good As It Gets. Did you ever see that? I never saw that, but I have the cover memorized. That's a rom-com that we could probably do. I would actually, I know it's another long one, but I would love to do Jack Nicholson, Meryl Streep. Nope, Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Something's Gotta Give. Is it because Keanu Reeves is in it? Yes and no. (laughs) Uh, I just really like the chemistry in that movie with everybody. It is a long one. It is so long. But it's a, both of them are long, as good as it gets, and something's gotta give. Okay. Maybe we'll go on, like, a Jack Nicholson street. A Jack Nicholson rom-com. End it with The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Witches of Eastwick is considered (gasps) a rom-com. That's another movie I watched whenever I was, like, seven. Very inappropriate. I never watched the movie. I read the book. Okay. Yeah, but I could see how that would be inappropriate. I feel like, you know who I think I watched that with? 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched that at her house. She was babysitting me. You're going to have to delete that name out. I know. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure our neighbor was babysitting me. She tends to... She recommended a couple books to me. And one series was fine. It was, like, kind of churchy in a mm. roundabout way. And the second one, I was, like, 15 reading this Ken Follett book. And there was so much sex in it. I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> that went in there? <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, wonder what mom would have said about that. Well, mom started recommending books that she liked to me. Mom loved Danielle Steele. She loved romances. I could not get behind that. No. No. And I read, like, I took a couple of her, one book in particular that I could remember that she read in front of me and that she said she always reread it. And I read it. And I was like, oh, man, this book is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so bad. I love that. Just, just you know, keep that in mind. So you've got mail. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. I love these distractions. They're my fave. Um, Reminiscing. My first unbelievability were Meg Ryan's pajamas. That striped set of pajamas. I know mom occasionally wore sets of pajamas, but who wears PJ sets like that? Not like that. Not like the collar button down. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay, because I wear sets, but it's like a tank top and sweatpants that match. Correct. Okay. It's like that set from Costco you got that I have. Yes. Yes. That's so soft. (laughs) Okay. So like the old timey. Yeah. It wasn't the 90s. She's not going to sleep in that. I remember dad sleeping in so many things like that. Really? Yeah. I just remember the classic white t-shirt and the pants above the belly button. (laughs) Maybe that's where we get it. T-shirt tucked in, of course. Yeah, look where my pants are right now. (laughs) Are yours? Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pulled up way above the belly button. Oh, yeah. You don't want that waistline cutting in the middle of your stomach. It's not comfortable. (laughs) I forgot I wasn't wearing a bra and I almost lifted up my shirt (laughs) too high and flashed you. Uh, um, okay, so the PJ set, not yeah. believable. You disagreed a little bit. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't catch me off guard, but I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But is she putting on airs for the guy that's sleeping over? How long do you think they were together? Did it ever say? <sighs> no. I got the impression of like six months or more. It was long enough that you're not trying to impress someone True. True. Yeah. Even though I think she was still trying to impress him. Hence the, like, watching him leave before you get on the computer. To emotionally cheat on him? I I had that as a question. They are emotionally cheating on their partners, correct? Yes. They are definitely involved in a relationship. Yes. Okay. Great. I'm really glad that we agree on that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
My first unbelievability is around the same time as yours. And it's how nice her apartment is for what she does. It's a large apartment. Like, I know the kitchen's small, but there's so many different defined areas. Well, I didn't even think the kitchen was that small for New York. Okay. Honestly. And, like, there's so many rooms. It's so nice. She, her bed was angled out from a corner. Wasted space. Absolutely. That room was huge and there was like bay windows. No. And we know it wasn't rent controlled because of the conversation with Steve's on later. If it was rent controlled, maybe we could see it. No. But it was. But she's just a shopkeep. No way she's affording that apartment. Shop girl. That, yeah. Worst screen name. Terrible. And how many shop girls are there going to be out there? She was the first. <laughs> she signed up day one and the whole message was out. <laughs> and NY152. How, can, is it possible to have a screen name that was so few characters? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Because it, it was... That's more of like a password thing okay. than, a, than a screen name. Um, and 152, I guess something happened at, at something happened at hour, minute, hour 52. That oh. was like coincidental to that. Hmm. So um, my unbelievable after that was... There were four people working in that tiny shop at the same time. How is she affording all of those salaries? Even though she was doing fine at first, I thought that was unrealistic. She needed a financial person in there sometimes. And Birdie was always there. She didn't need two assistants full time in there. And bouncing off that, I mean, come on. It's like 10 to 6. Are the hours 10 to 7? Like... Really? You need that many employees? Like, if you're going there every day? Right. Yeah. She needed someone in there when she was doing story time (laughs) to watch the register Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe part-times. Yeah. And I'm going to say she was probably closed on Sundays. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mondays. Yeah. So, I thought that was unrealistic. That's a good one. I that's I didn't think of that. That's really good. My next unbelievability doesn't come for a while longer. It's um the 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 NYC the, the New York City party that they go to where they like she jump bumps into Joe whenever they mm-hmm. after they like is that a thing? Like I feel like that's just like such a common rom-com thing where you go to this elegant soiree with these hors d'oeuvres and there's a bartender and all this stuff. Like, I've never been to one of those. I'm like, we have connections. Do you? I think so. I think it depends on your job. They're bookshop owners. No. She is a bookshop owner. He's a news article writer okay so who got the invite he did okay okay and i think it wasn't tom hanks who got it 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 was was parker posey who was a publisher 
I think so. Worked in a publisher. So I think it was like a writing mingle party. Fair. But do you think that's believable? Like, do those parties, like, really happen? I think so. Because it's a publicity thing. It just feels like so New York sex in the city. Like, you only see it in those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So that's why it struck me, like, really? What's your next unbelievability? Um, I just think it's... And we talk about this in a lot of movies with the rom-com coincidences. But, and you always say it's fate, but how often they start seeing each other on the street in New York City. One of the most populated places in the United States, if not the most populated place. It does seem like they live right around the corner from each other, though. I know that their stores are opening and they're very close to each other. But... I mean, out on the street, and they're always looking for each other, I guess, which maybe if you're looking for someone, you see them more often. I don't know. I just thought it was bizarre. The fact that they use the same Starbucks. Same Starbucks, same grocery store, which that grocery store was very posh. It's Zabar's. It's like a famous New York City. It was the first time they allowed filming in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been in there. I had to take a major shit in there before I left New York once. <laughs> How was the toilet? Terrible. <laughs> Sabar, step up your toilet game. Yes. <laughs> so that was my experience. Did you buy anything while you were I there? I think I did, but I don't remember. It was a really long time ago. Okay. But that's the thing that I remember the most. Is taking a big old shit <laughs> in Zabar's. Well... We all got stories. <laughs> uh, speaking of Zabar's, that credit card thing where he sweet talks, sweet talks in quotations, the clerk. No, unbelievable. That would not have got me to run a credit card. That would have gotten me to say, fuck off. Yeah. And I also don't understand the point of the cash only line. Like, he did make a point. You have the credit card thing right here. Have a 12 and fewer line. Don't have a cash only line. Yes. And express. And I can't think if this was a thing in the 90s. Like, before debit cards were a huge thing. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Because that's not stuff that I paid attention to in the 90s. Right. But that whole scene annoyed me. Just that joke was so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's not flattering. No. He was very... I thought he was condescending towards yes. her. And she found it charming. And I think anyone in customer service would have given, like, a double middle finger. Absolutely. Okay. I don't have one for a while. Okay. I think that overall this movie wasn't too unbelievable for me. I agree. Um, after they meet at the cafe, she just fell into bed. Is that yours? Yes! Makeup on, didn't change clothes. The shoes! Had her shoes on. Yep. She put her covers on with her shoes on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require... You don't even have to bend down. Just like... Shuffle them off. Yeah. 
Ugh, it was gross. It really really bothered me. You're in New York. Like, the sidewalks are dirty. Everything's dirty. Don't put shoes on your bed. Don't put shoes on your bed. Yeah. I don't like it when people leave their shoes on when they come in my house. It really bothers me. Sorry. Are your shoes on right now? No, but the only reason I take my shoes off lately is because your daughter yells at me and I keep (laughs) my shoes on. She said, take your shoes off. And that's the reason why I take them off preemptively now. Sorry. It's okay. I just don't like... I get it. I think we're one of, like, the only countries that, like, really does it. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably because it's out of laziness. (laughs) I don't know why it is. That's a good question. A lot of the times, for me personally, it's just because my feet stay warm. Like, if I'm wearing tennis shoes or something. Oh. And like, especially if I'm wearing my Ugg boots or, like, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the warmth. So, do you think everyone should have, like, guest slippers <gasps> at the door? Oh! That's such a good idea. We should all have bread slippers. <laughs> bread slippers with a can of, like, Glade or whatever that <laughs> disinfecting spray is. So they can, like, yep. Yes. Let's start a new trend. Guest I'll, slippers. I'll have to put a picture of the bread slippers on the mm-hmm. gram just so people know what we're talking about. Bernard hates those slippers still. Hey, um, mine don't squeak anymore. Yeah. So you say. Al, George stayed over our house recently and I was wearing them and he was like, you're wearing the bread slippers? And I was like, yeah, I've been wearing them this whole time. He's like, oh, I didn't even know. You just gotta wear them. I think I've just worn them so many times to get the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Which defeats the purpose of not wearing shoes inside your house. But it's my sidewalk. It's not like other people are using it all the time. It's like I walk barefoot outside. (laughs) That's your sidewalk. It's my sidewalk. It's clean. (laughs) That's a good point. I do walk barefoot on my sidewalk and in my grass and stuff. Yes. Yes. Okay. Guest slippers, it's happened. <laughs> Patented. Patented. Copy, copyrighted. That's right. History books, write it down. <laughs> um, okay, your go. Uh, <coughs> oh, actually, I do have one sooner than that. Okay. The sing-along around the piano during Christmas. Oh, in multiple places. Cringe, number one. I could see the child because, you know, people like to show off their kids or kids want to show off their skills. Like, that was fine. I wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) It was fine. But the adults, and they were playing, like, some kind of Christmas carol game. I was like, is is this Ebenezer Scrooge right now? Like, are we in Cousin Fred's or what's the nephew... yeah, when does the minister's cat begin? Yes! I can play that one. Where's the punch bowl? <laughs> yes! I was like, no, this doesn't happen. It was kind of like how I was aghast whenever you said that people used to Christmas carol in your neighborhood. Yeah. I was like, no one does that. And you were like, actually, they do. Yeah, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying <laughs> it happens. Did you have to pay them or did you just have to listen? Um, I tried not to open the door a couple of times, <laughs> yes. but unfortunately, we didn't have a garage. <laughs> we just go 
up knocking until we open the door because they can see our cars. Oh my god. Yeah. Couldn't you just yell, we're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I could not. No, because most of the time kids are with them, which I guess doesn't mean I couldn't say it. But... You would secure them never coming to your house again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was a bad one. Um, again, I go a little bit longer. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, the children's section <laughs> that she visits of Fox Books. And there's just a group of children looking over oh. books, like just these random groups of kids. No children's section of any bookstore has ever looked like that. Like no adults either. Right. They're all just like pointing at the same book and talking about it and shit like that. Like you can't just sit in the middle of a bookstore and read a book. Like after, before you buy it. Yeah. And especially kids. No one wants their grubby little mitts all over. <laughs> Dirty. They are dirty. And then, did you see the one guy, too, who brought out, like, a thermos of coffee and, like, his lunch? And it's like, nobody does that at a bookstore. A library, sure. A library. I mean, if you're in the Starbucks section of Barnes & Noble, I Mm. guess it's fine Mm. if you bought it there. But, no. Yeah. I would rather take my book and go to the coffee store or coffee shop or like a restaurant and read there. (coughs) Me too. Or just home. If you're going to make it, eat a homemade sandwich, Mm. just go home. Yeah. Maybe it was his lunch break. That's the city. In college, I used to take my books and just go to a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Just a walk away. There was like a couple rooftop bars where I was like, I'm just sitting and read my book here. Yeah. <laughs> Have a beer. I miss that. <laughs> college isn't so bad. Oh, I loved college. Yeah, so did I. There was a lot of emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. Everything's very dramatic. Yeah. Like, even more so than high school for me. Same. Yeah. Like, the, I think it's because you're living with people. Mm-hmm. So there's no escape. And your brain's still not fully developed. <laughs> it's not. If you listen to this podcast, you know. 25. That was 24. I think it's 25. Maybe it's 24 to 26, depending on the person. Yeah, you gotta have that fully developed brain. Dating was just so hard. It was like the end of the world, too. I didn't do a lot. Of, age 25. All right, you win. It says 25 or so. (laughs) (laughs) So. I feel like we'll be talking about that a lot in our next movie. My Best Friend's Wedding? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Just you wait. Okay, great. Just you wait. Okay, your go. I think the only other thing that I have, I think this is my last one, is... And this is specifically location and commuting how joe lives on the boat for a long time and i feel like that's really far away from mm. like broadway where supposedly like i i really remember like broadway being thrown around yeah and i feel like that's just really far i don't know but 
I don't know either. The butterfly on the subway was also very unbelievable. I thought the elevator man panicking about being stuck in an elevator. <laughs> and saying, let's jump. Yeah. So and, the elevator thinks we're not in here. Unless it's his first day, you would think he'd have gotten stuck in an elevator before. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? No. Okay. Have you? No. Okay. I think I would panic. I think I would be fine for the first 30 seconds. And then I'd be like, oh my God, I have to pee. What am I going to do? Just pee in a corner? Can I get everyone to turn their backs? They're going to smell my pee. And then like, oh, it's viral. (laughs) The peeing. Yes. (laughs) That was what I was thinking about with that dog that was stuck in the elevator. I was like, man, that dog's really well behaved. (laughs) (laughs) So... But Joe did a very nice job there. Mm-hmm. He was a good guy. Mm-hmm. I think deep down, the business thing was not great. But I think deep down, how he was, he, I think he was good. I think that he ha- was good in his personal life. But I think he cared mainly about profits mm-hmm. as a businessman and like you saw them cheering about that bookseller going down true so and like it's not personal it's not personal she was right it's only personal if you're not the one closing or whatever she said so i'm just saying they were bad people in business and his grandfather and granddad were just questionable all around no his father and his granddad but what did i say grand i think you might have just said grandfather and granddad (laughs) (laughs) they were both very old you were correct uh you know what i did find believable though the dad's fiance spouse like hitting on did you find that believable i did I thought it was so gross. It was gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole relationship and I I think you would have to be a good person deep down to deal with that and to have a brother who was four and you're like 40. Mm-hmm. Even though I think they were supposed to be younger than that. I felt like they were supposed to be like 30. All right. So let's see. That's all right. I'm looking up Tom Hanks' age right now. I'm curious. I'm, I'm saying he's 62. I'll look at my brain. So he's 65 right now. <laughs> so uh, he was 45 in 2002. And this was 1998. Mm-hmm. So he was 41 when this was made. Meg Ryan is 60 years old. And okay, so she would have been 36 in this movie. Okay. I found that believable for her age. Yeah. Or for her character. I did too. Okay. So they never talked about age. So we're going to go with that's how old they really were. Okay. What do you think? I'm I'm down. Okay. I like this picture of them. That was just in my search. That is very cute. Maybe I'll post it. Um, Obstacles to these guys being together. Always obvious. I don't think there's any 
we've ever had any subtleties, maybe once in a blue moon. But, I mean, he's trying to close her shop down. He's the enemy. Yeah. He's, like, the leech. Right. Like you said, he's maybe a good guy in his personal life, but business is business. It's not personal. He's going to close her shop down. Right. All right. Do you drink? Yes, and I have to pee so bad. So now that we've had a full one of these drinks, what do you think? Um, it's not my first choice, but I don't hate it. I agree. Like, it goes down. I don't gag when I drink it. (laughs) That's such a good bar. (laughs) Such a low bar to have. I think it's too sweet. I I think that's my problem with it. I just don't know if I like the actual liquor. Mmm. We should have taken a swig of it without anything. I can grab it really fast. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We have grabbed the kashaka. Okay. Fresh, fresh. <laughs> You're drunk. Okay. <laughs> juice. It smells very sweet. Tastes like alcohol. It does smell sweet. So it's funny, like. It, does, it smells the same as the honey. Simple syrup. Mm. To me, it's kind of halfway rum, halfway vodka. Or halfway vodka, yeah. Half rum, half vodka. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. And it's called Brazilian rum. I hate rum. Oh, there you go. And that's probably why I had that reaction. I'm glad you took a drink <laughs> and I get to look at this face in the room. Of the podcast. I'm taking a sip of water. So. But it's funny. Whenever we were at Hidden Harbor, I didn't have this face whenever we were drinking our drinks. No, you didn't. But those drinks were terrible. They Sorry. Were, they were Harbor. all rum. <laughs> they were all alcohol. There they was, were. It was wild. They were very pretty. They were very pretty. The space was very cool. The staff was amazing. Yes. The drinks were terrible. Yeah. And expensive. (laughs) They were so expensive. It was like $16 a drink. And you're like thinking, oh my God, am I in New York City? No, I'm in Pittsburgh. It's a small city. They should be like 10. But having said that, they were all alcohol. So maybe that's why they were that much. And the showmanship, like the presentation as well. Oh, gorgeous. Fresh flowers. Fire. Fire. Yep. Yeah. Like the lady was like, just don't put it near your hair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Kachaka, I will not be having that on the rocks anytime soon. Nah. Mm. All right. Chemistry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's real bad. I think the chemistry was best in this movie. Of all three. And I have a reason why. Is it because they were on screen together so much? No, but that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was also a movie where they were most, like, real people, quote unquote. I thought you were going to say they were lovers to, excuse me, enemies to lovers. Oh, I have that written down. Okay. Don't get me wrong, because we love that trope. I love it. And you could see it happen. 
Mm-hmm. You could see the transformation. But no, I think they were most like real people. They weren't caricatures. They were on screen together. McGrath wasn't a stalker in this one. She was totally a stalker in Sleepless in Seattle. Whoa, absolutely. Absolutely. So creepy. Mm-hmm. With the letters. Yeah. Going there. Spying on him. And his son. Yep. Yes. So, I thought that they had good chemistry when they met in the store. Mm-hmm. I thought the kids helped develop it. F-O-X. And you could tell right off the bat, he was so interested. He was trying to keep things secret, mm-hmm. try to be like, oh, no, these aren't my kids. And, yeah, you know, thought she was real cute. And he says that, doesn't he, later? He talks about how attractive she is. Mm-hmm. So... When he's taking all the caviar. I do think that they match. Yes. Like, they just seem to fit together. Yes. So. Yep. I wonder if they'll get together for another movie. Like, a something's gotta give with, it's like, older people. Not to be rude. No, I mean, mean, it's an undeniable fact. They're in their 60s. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like they're... 30. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, anyway, go on. <laughs> I, I love their chemistry. A lot of it is that enemies to lover thing where they just bicker and they fight and it, it just works so well. Like I just mentioned how, she yells at him for taking the caviar. She's like, you're taking all the garnish? It's a garnish. You're supposed to take, like, a scoop of everything. And he just, like, takes all that. He then takes it all. Oh, my gosh. And did you notice her later taking it off his plate and putting it back? No, I didn't. Yeah, she was taking it off his plate and t- putting it back. I it was funny. I love that. Um, I thought that the enemies to lovers thing played so well in this movie because... They're also just lovers. Like, you know, when they're typing to each mm-hmm. other, there's the same chemistry in a different way. I love the the narrating. I think the narrating really helps. Mm-hmm. I liked hearing their voices. I love, like, little things that they're trying to that take each other's advice. Like, Tom Hanks is reading Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Hating it. Reading it with a side of Heineken. I don't know if you saw that, but he's just drinking a beer, trying to get through it. And he was like, I didn't notice the beer. I noticed him didn't liking it. I've never read it. Have you? I have actually. Did you like it? The one Jane Austen thing I, Jane Austen thing I read. I did overall. It took me a while to get through because it's not like. 19th century writing is so flowery. There's a lot of words for a little bit of plot. Yes. And I had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. That was my problem with Rebecca, too. Mm-hmm. I know it's not... I mean, it's 1900s. It's, like, early 1900s. It's not, like, 1900s. Uh, but it's still. I know. Yeah. And I did like Rebecca, but it's still, like, it took me a long time. And Pride of Prejudice, it's fine. I'm not going to go back and reread it. Yeah. I've never tried. I think you'd probably like it. You ha- You like that stuff more than I do, though. Yeah. Like Bronte and... I love Jane Eyre. Have you ever tried to read that one? Uh-uh. Same thing, but I love that. 
I think oh. I have a copy of Hawthorne Heights somewhere that I've never read. I've never read that one. Okay. Wait, is that what I meant to say? So, I just said a band name. Wuthering Heights. <laughs> I was just, because I was just going to bring up. Dad bought me, Dad and Mom bought me an anthology. Like, there was Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte, and then Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, and then Anne Gray by Anne Bronte. May I might be a mixing up the sisters. And I loved everything but Wuthering Heights. Dad was like, you didn't like Wuthering Heights? I said, no, I hated Wuthering Heights. It was awful. He goes, but it's so famous. I said, he goes, I thought for sure you'd love it. I said, but have you ever read it? He goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He does that all the time, but it's famous. Have you watched it? No. It's like The Shape of Water. It was an Oscar winning film, but it sucked ass. Yep. Yeah. Just because it's famous doesn't mean it's good. We watched. <laughs> um, my husband showed them how to access TCM movies through HBO Max. Oh, Lord. So they put on Jezebel. I've never even heard of it. Betty Davis. Okay. And, like, just had it playing when we came down from bed. And I said, what is this garbage? Dev <laughs> <laughs> was like, this is acclaimed. Like, so is Citizen bed. Kane, but like, oh, come on. Oh, I love Citizen Kane, though. Oh, I've never watched it. It's shot in a very interesting way. Okay. I do like it. What was that one? What was the John Wayne movie that was like in the top 10 of the 100 best movies that we watched where like, this is garbage. It was black and white. I don't remember. There was just so much, like, terrible, like, it was a problematic movie for today. Oh, it didn't have Samurai in the title, but it had an S or 7 or... The Magnificent 7? He no. wasn't in that. John Wayne famous movies. What is it going to say? As soon as I hear the title, I'm going to say... The Shootist? Nope. The Cowboys. Nope. Stagecoach. Nope. Rio Grande. The Man Who Shot Liberty Vance. How the West Was Won. No, no. Rooster Cogborn. <laughs> <laughs> this could go on for a while. Really? Rio Bravo. No. <sighs> yeah. They're- Chisholm. Nope. He's been in a lot of movies. I haven't even seen McClintock yet. What? You've never seen McClintock? It's no, actually on this list. Oh, I love McClintock. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, McClintock's great. Oh, The Searchers. Oh, I hate that movie. Exactly. It was so bad. I hate it. And it went on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. It was a bad movie. I think McClintock is the only John Wayne movie that I actually like. I've never seen the True Grit, like his True Grit. I liked the Matt Damon True Grit. Matt Damon was in that? The new one with Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember her and Jeff Bridges. I don't remember what Matt Damon had to do with anything. So, you know how I'm listening to Newcomers, that podcast where they did the Star Wars? Now they're doing Marvel movies. Okay. And Nicole Byer is just so fucking hilarious. And 
they were talking about Iron Man and she's like, Jeff Bridges is so hot. He's so sexy. That bald head. Like, I just want him to come back in all these movies. And then in Winter Soldier, Robert Redford's in Winter Soldier. And she's like, oh my God, he's so sexy. He's just so hot. And then she's like, I guess I just really like old white men. (laughs) And because she's like, keeps talking about Jeff Bridges. And now it's Robert. It's just great. It's so funny. I wonder if she'll go back and watch like their old movies where they actually were hot. I still think Jeff Bridges is hot. Mm. It depends. No, I still think he's hot. Okay. I don't know why, but in Big Lebowski, whenever he, like, clipped his hair back, I, like, found it really attractive. Hate Big Lebowski. Hate the movie, but I think he's hot. Mm. Okay. (sighs) I can't look at him in that movie. Okay. I don't... I just... I hate everything about it. I know. I really don't like it either. I think Steve Buscemi is, like, the only redeeming part, but then so fat. Like, he's just in it for so little... I blocked it all. <laughs> I know Julianne Moore is in it, and she jumps on a trampoline topless. Oh, I thought she was swinging topless. I thought it was a trampoline. Uh, I, don't I was know. going to get it out of sleep. So. <laughs> topless is the one thing that we can agree on. <laughs> um. Okay. So, <laughs> so you've got me. <laughs> um. Okay. I had so many things. I was like, oh, their chemistry is so great. They're actually on screen together. Well, the banter is really great. Yes. They can have conversations whether they're enemies or friends. Mm-hmm. And the one thing... I'm sorry, you sounded like you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say the second half of the movie when they start hanging out as friends. Like, there's a point where after the shop closes, they just start hanging out. Yeah. And it's just so nice. It is. When, before that, I put down, like, they know each other so well. And I don't know if they recognize that they know each other so well. But specifically at the cafe, they know each other so well that they understand how to hurt each other. Like, whenever they, he goes to meet her and he finds out it's her. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. And she, like, has those sings, mm-hmm. which is a tribute to him because he talked to her about how to do that. But then mm-hmm. she realizes that she's hurting him. Mm-hmm. And she's not okay with it. I love that scene from beginning to with Dave Chappelle outside to end whenever he goes, that's my cue, and gets up and leave. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's that banter. It's that chemistry. Like, you can just see, like, the sparks. Mm-hmm. And he picks up the rose. He puts it in his mouth. He's, like... So goofy and trying to get along with her, and it's just not. And then he 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 leaves, but in reality, he just goes and sits in the seat behind her. I love that, which is so cute. It's so good because somewhere deep down, he <clears throat> knows that they're each other's man. And then I wrote down during that scene the irony of her describing her dream man, and that's him. Sitting right across from her. Like, because he describes, like, the person that's meeting me doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He's so helpful, blah, blah, blah. And that's him. Mm, I see what you're saying. I was going to say I don't remember that at all. But as you were talking, I do remember. Okay, cool. Because he knows at that point that's who she's describing. 
Yes. Which is, it's not irony, but which is like the trick to all of this happening. Mm -hmm. He knows what's going on, but she doesn't. But he also knows her well enough to understand she couldn't get over it as quick as he could. The store closing? Yes. Yeah. So he has to spend that extra time with her and become friends before she'd be able to see past that. That store closing was very emotional. I was fine with it. Okay. <laughs> I It's like a part of, I like she was describing it. It's a part of her mother and just to have to close the door. I It, it got me a little choked up. I didn't shed tears, but it does get me choked up. Okay. When she was replaying the twirling in her head, I was like, all right, let's move on. Ah! That was the one. That was the only, like, lull for me. Like, (laughs) I love that they both have these terrible counterparts, though. Like, her and Frank. Him and Patricia. They're just so boring. There's no spark. They don't seem to enjoy each other's company. It's just like they're filling the space. Even though... Tom Hanks's character is like higher up and rich. It seems like each of their counterparts is pretentious in a certain way. Yes, like unbearable. Yeah. And uh, like I know Tom Hanks was scooping up caviar to eat it and you could say that's a pretentious food, but the way he was getting it was not pretentious. No, it wasn't. It was very funny. Chemistry done? Uh no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, you meant that sidebar, though. Yeah, the caviar sidebar. Yeah. No, I'm not interested. Uh, do you know what rich food I do love? What? Oysters. I love Only if they're cooked. Oh, I love them raw. I love them cooked. I love them anyway. So, when I was young, I tried one of my uncle's raw oysters. And yes, and I chewed it. I don't hate chewing it. I know you're supposed to just swallow it, but I do kind of get, like, a little, like... But as, like, a seven or eight-year-old... Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And it was New Year's Eve dinner. It was a very big night. There was a Steeler game, and, like, all (laughs) the men were, like, secretly, like, listening to a radio with the Steeler game on. That's hilarious. This Mm -hmm. has to be pre... It was pre-you. Yeah. And I tried one, and I was like... So I've never had another raw one ever in my life. I like the fixings. Like, there's usually, like, a sauce. It's like a red wine vinegar or, like, something tart to go with Mm. it. And it's very good. It's all about the sauce. It's always all about the sauce. I agree. Alice and I very much share the same opinion. We shared oysters at this restaurant in Rochester that's really good, called Rella. Mm-hmm. And we have a very funny picture of we're cheersing oysters, and she looks really scared because I'm dripping all of my fixes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're so good. I liked, I know this doesn't have to do with joe and kathleen chemistry but i like the elevator confessionals because you can see that split moment where joe is like nope i don't want to be with this lady Mm -hmm. absolutely and they were mismatched to begin with and it did a good job of showing that they were mismatched while showing that it's not um that there's no animosity between them 
Same with um, Frank and Kathleen. Uh-huh. So mismatched. Their breakup scene was so good how they were like, you don't love me. No. You don't love me either. No. And it's just... Okay, so we'll be friends and eat dinner. Yeah. Like, best case scenario breakup. <laughs> how realistic is that, you think? Not okay at all. Alright. Do you think it's realistic? I don't know. I've never been in a relationship, like, other than my marriage for that long. No, I've never been in a relation. I mean, like, after time, we get to be friends. But when you have that breakup, you're like, we're not meant for each other. Was your brain fully developed during the breakup? Nope. There you go. Their brains are fully developed. My brain wasn't fully developed when I started dating my husband. Make of that. (laughs) Make of that what you will. (laughs) But it worked out all the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you feel about their kiss at the end? I thought it was too long. Okay. I thought it was nice. I liked how Brinkley bit his coat. He's trying to be involved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't like how Brinkley wasn't on a leash. You were in the middle of New York City. Yes! I was thinking the same thing! I don't even think that was the park. And I don't think, even if it was the park, I don't think he would have been allowed off-leash. I think you have to leash that dog up unless he's in a fenced-in area inside of a dog park. So, I didn't like that. I agree with you. Okay. It's a dog faux pas. Mm-hmm. You always... Yeah, I mean, unless it's, like, an okay area. Gotta leave. But if there's cars in sight, no. And there were cars There were sight. cars. Uh-huh. I liked... The scene whenever he went to give her flowers when she was sick. Yes. Because I think that's also the moment they kind of fell in love for sure. Mm, I disagree with that. What do you think is the moment they fell in love? Well, I think that they were already in love with their online personas. But... I'm talking about with their live personas. I think he knew at the coffee shop. I think he was very easily able to transfer. Okay. This is the online persona in her body. like, And that's why he was hurt so much by her insults. But she has a disadvantage that she doesn't know. She doesn't know. So I think she knows after they've been hanging out. Because she says, I wished I wanted it to be you. Mm -hmm. So she loved him before that, but I think it took that getting to know you period. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There was that weird moment whenever he tucks her into bed when she's sick Mm -hmm. and he touches her mouth and her eyes go really wide. And there was like something that passed between them. Yes, but I mean, if I touched your mouth right now, you'd look at me wide eyed and be like. That's true. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of related to the scene. Did you know that? Like, what was the thing with her? Like, I thought it was such a weird thing that the writers included with her picking up these vases and carrying them around. Like, he gifts her these daisies and she just keeps carrying them around. And then she did that at her store, too. Like, she would pick up the vase of flowers and then she would put it in different places all the time. Nervous habit? Maybe. But it was really strange to me. Like, she was carrying that vase of daisies everywhere. 
That I attributed to her attraction to him. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? The ne- the last time that she did that at the shop, she was talking about this, the person online. Okay. Yeah. I love daisies too. As I know you, know you do. They're my fave. And they're so hard to kill. <laughs> they are. I. They're a weed. That's why. <laughs> I hate saying it, but it's true. They are fucking weed. They always come back. They're always so lush. Because they're weeds. <laughs> and I was even able to, our stepmom had a bunch. Then she was like, I don't want these. Like, and I don't want to throw them away. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah. And I planted just a few just to see if they would transplant. And now they've like tripled. And I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Let's do this. I love daisies. <sighs> love them. Oh my gosh. I don't know what that says about you. I like easy things. (laughs) I like what? I like easy things. No, I'm sure daisies have some type of symbolism. Friendship? Yeah, that sounds right. Daisy symbolism. Childhood innocence. I'm so innocent. Purity, innocence, true love. Nope. (laughs) That does not describe me. Uh, I don't think simplicity and joy does either. Nope. So. I mean, joy, sure, but simplicity? You like the simple things in life. I like the bougie things in life. But like elevated. (laughs) But like expensive. (laughs) I like to be doted upon. I do too. Here's the thing. So, do we think, I kept going back and forth. Do you think it's romantic that he knew who Shop Girl was and he just kept it from her? Or do we think it's manipulative? I think it's fine. I just kept going back and forth because I'm like, he's playing this in such a way where he knows how it's going to end up. And he's like setting it up for this meeting. But did he, do you think he used it in a manipulative manner? I don't know. He was always, like, bad-mouthing the internet guy. Like, what if it's this guy who did this and he has 152 pockmarks and, you know, what about me? Not that, like, that, that moment, like, she's about to go meet the guy and he's saying goodbye to her. And she's like, what if, and he's like, what if you don't meet him and what if you just be with me? Do you remember that? I do remember that. I liked that scene, but I think it's also very hard on her because he knows how invested she is in this. And I do feel like that's a little bit of like a manipulation. That's a hard question. I thought so too. I guess it does put him at an advantage that he knows her innermost thoughts and feelings and she doesn't know that he knows. But he doesn't try to sleep with her. True. That's kind of huge. He doesn't, like, use it to get her to take a job or do anything. He doesn't make any moves at all. He just wants to hang out with her. Right. It's good points. So does he understand her enough to know she needs time to get over his closing of the shop? Is that what it boils down to? I think that's what that whole springtime was. Right. 
So is, you have to like think is that was that manipulative of him or was it just being sensitive or s- if i say smart that makes it yes <laughs> it's really hard uh, email us if you have an opinion about this please let us know your thoughts is this romantic that he knows her identity or is it it kind of what's the word that i'm looking for sketchy no. yes is he a schemer as Heath Ledger Joker would say. Would he say that? Mm-hmm. Schemers. Okay. That's like the whole hospital scene. Okay. I've watched that movie a lot. I haven't seen it recently. I watched it when I was sick. Okay. It's a good, like... It's so good. Bad movie. We could have a whole podcast on which movie of those trilogies is the best. And it would be that one. Are you sure? Yeah. Bernard makes a pretty convincing argument that it's not. It, does he think it's the third one? No. He thinks it's Batman Begins? No! I think no! so. No! Absolutely not. I think you can. I think no. the end of the third one is weak. I like the third one. I like the third one, but the second one is still the best. But I love Anne Hathaway's character. But the first one and the third one are connected. The only one that's not connected is the second one. So... I'm just saying. I disagree. I don't care. Heath Ledger is just amazing. The Joker. He was. I'm not saying he wasn't. Aaron Eckhart, his coming into play with that, that whole thing. I think that was bogus. Really? Him being two-faced. I loved it. I liked it. But I don't know. I don't know. I have to watch it. Did you like Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face more? (laughs) <laughs> i have a soft spot for that movie i don't it's know so why. bad so bad that it's good yes. yes and like uma thurman is like so sexy as poison ivy too she looks so good and, and I, nicole kidman all i can see is her laying in that bed oh. and then she like sits up in all the silk <laughs> puddles around her in such a way that's val kilmer right yeah okay and Chris O'Donnell is Robin, mm-hmm. which is so weird. Like, why did George Clooney not continue? But Chris O'Donnell did. And then Alicia Silverstone. Well, I think Val Kilmer didn't continue because he realized how fucking terrible it was. George Clooney. Wasn't it George Clooney? Wasn't George Clooney the one with ice? Yes, but it was, was Val Kilmer first. Are you sure? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, yes. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Don't fucking test me on this. I'm looking it up. I don't... Don't fucking test me. I know this. Oh, gosh. Batman. Did you also... Speaking of Batman, did you see Batman comes out? I think it's May 9th on HBO Max. Oh, thank goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought that you would like this. Oh, damn, you're right. Oh. I know. I know my Batman. Because. My Batman. Uh, oh, I'm mixing it up. Uma Thurman is the one with George Clooney. Correct. Batman Forever is the one with Two-Face and the Riddler. Yes, Jim Oh, Carrey. my gosh. I'm pretty sure both of those are on HBO Max. And if I didn't have to watch a movie for the podcast, I would watch Here's that tonight. Here's a question. Why is 
David Bowie in spandex pants in the labyrinth so much better than <laughs> Jim Carrey in spandex pants in the Batman. It's too much. It is not good. I think I might have to watch the new Batman with like the black smudge all down I know. my eyes. I might have to. It got such good reviews. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so excited. Me I too. think I think it's my favorite superhero movies. Batman. Mm-hmm. I do love the Batman movies, but I don't know. Marvel the Marvel shows. The TV shows. Like the WandaVision TV show was so fucking good. And then the um, Bucky and Winter Soldier was so good. The Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's the one. Yeah. What did I say? Bucky and Winter Soldier. That's hilarious. <laughs> you definitely don't know who I like most. Yeah. Um, no, those that particular show is the best. Loki was meh. Yeah, it was disappointing. It was. It was too slow. The high point of it was Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. One division was good. And I haven't watched any others yet. Oh, you know what? You would probably like um Hawkeye. Hawkeye was very enjoyable and it's light. Oh, okay. okay. It's more more comedy than the other ones. Mm. And Haley Steinfeld is a delight. I like her. She was great. She's in the Pitch Perfect movies, right? I think she's in the second one. Yeah. maybe Probably if she's in the second one, I would say she's in the third one. I don't remember the third one. That's for the best. I just remember Flula Borg being in one of them. The second one. Okay. I love him. He's great. He is. Uh, I wish he was in more movies. Flula be in more movies. Did I ever tell you how fixated Dad was on him being in the second Suicide Squad? No! (laughs) Why? I don't know. He was like, who's this guy? And it was his character. What's he do? What's his origin story? (laughs) He's like a DJ! And I I wanted to be like, no, but in the movie, it would be like, spoiler alert. He dies. Within like the first five minutes. (laughs) Do not fixate on this man. I love that he did the comedy tour with Conan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love that he has over 30 fanny packs. <laughs> <laughs> and I follow him on Instagram, and he posts a lot of videos that are, like, broken English sometimes. <laughs> and I don't, I think it's supposed to be funny because I take it as being funny. Hey. It's charming. He speaks English better than you speak German. Absolutely. And I took five years of it. Yes. <laughs> and that's not, like, always what I think about. When I hear people, like, speaking in a manner which I find oh my it gosh. hard to understand, yeah. I'm like, I don't know the first fucking thing about their language, yeah. so. Good for you. Mm-hmm. You did it. You're bilingual. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I always think, like, I don't know why, but sometimes I fall asleep thinking, like, could I make it in Germany? <laughs> With my five years of Germany. <laughs> German. thinking about it. I do. I do. When are you going to Germany? Never. <laughs> maybe someday, maybe in 10 years, maybe in five, maybe next year. I just think about phrases and my verbs and <laughs> conjugating them. Yes, it's so hard. <laughs> What's the formal wording of this? Uh, Why do I use usted? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Guys. 
Long story short, <laughs> this drink is stronger than that. <laughs> Look, I, I finished. Like, <laughs> I finished this drink really fast the second time around. Our sound waves are so loud. Do you remember Spanish? Didn't you take Spanish? I took Spanish. Yeah, I. I remember more. If I'm around people who speak it. In Punta Cana, do you remember? Mm-hmm. I, I spoke conversationally in Punta Cana. Nice. And I feel like that's because they're so accustomed to American people trying to speak mm-hmm. their language. They can make it out. Mm-hmm. But I do try. Mm-hmm. And if they would teach me something, I would leave them a big tip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's insulting or not, but no, I don't think so. I think they love it. Yeah, yeah. So I I can speak it conversationally if the people speak slowly and really articulate what yes. they're trying to say. Yeah, I feel like that's me with German. I could really try if they're speaking slowly. Mm-hmm. I know a few words, but like I know I would conjugate the verbs wrong because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Why are verbs different? Which is strange to think because English is so difficult to learn. But I feel like we don't conjugate verbs like we do. I just drooled. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, so, there are so many rules. Like, I wonder if it's the same in the other languages. Like, we have the subject versus the object. And we have the subjective mm-hmm. versus the object. You know what I mean? Like, is it the same there? Yeah. <laughs> we really haven't talked about this movie a lot. <laughs> I think it's been... Like, a month since you and I have seen each other, (laughs) and, like, we're just talking it out. This just gives us jumping off points for conversation. Yes, it's... Listen, guys, I don't... Like I said, I don't know what I had, but it sucked, and this is the first time I've been actually out, and it's great. And it's my basement. (laughs) And it's your basement. But that's fine. It's still you I get to talk to. (laughs) Aww. Anyway, I think I'm done with chemistry. Same. It was the best out of all three, and it was cute. Yeah. Email us if you think Tom Hanks was manipulative yes, or sensitive. please. Toastromcoms at gmail.com. Because we don't know. Yeah. It's Tom Hanks. Like I said, I feel it's... like he was bad in the beginning. He was bad guy. He's bad guy in business. Are there movies where he's, like, a legit bad guy? Not really yeah so i want to say he's taking on a villain coming up because he i don't know if i'm making this up or not he feels like people think he can't be and he wants to prove them wrong Mm -hmm. so i would love to see him as a villain same i mean as you become older what else is there for you Except to be a bad guy. As an actor. <laughs> Think about it. How many good old people are there? Uh, I don't know. Nelson Mandela was a pretty good old guy. He was also real. Oh, are you talking about just actors and, I'm like, just, movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> in real life, old people are good <laughs> the majority of the time. Yeah. Because I, I was going to say, you know how I feel about my old people. You love them. I love them. And I love Birdie. Four times Tom Hanks actually played a bad guy. Look at this picture of him here. That someone drew. I almost did a spit take. 
Road to Perdition, but that is totally a gray area because he's the protagonist, but he's a bad person. Okay, I've never seen it. Cloud Atlas, I never saw. I never saw that. The Lady Killers, but again, he's the protagonist. Oh, I do remember that. I remember that not being a good movie. It was not a good movie. The Circle? I never heard of that. I don't... I don't know that movie. Yeah. Okay, we covered Moment They Fell in Love, too. Tom Hanks says he's playing a villain to prove that he can. Mm. Um, to work with Baz Luhrmann. I'm playing Colonel Tom Parker, which I think is the Elvis movie. Oh, I don't know about this. Is that what they're filming in Pittsburgh? The Elvis biopic is expected in 2021. I don't know. I don't think so. I want to say this one's almost done. Mm. So he's playing like a real life bad person, which I don't know if that counts. Sorry, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I don't think we need to apologize. I think he's pretty cool. We've already said that he's great. Love him. Put yeah. him up in my house. You can have my bed. <laughs> yeah. uh, without me or my husband. <laughs> I can't make promises I don't want to like, make advances for Tom Hanks. No. I just want to hang out with him. Exactly. Yeah. We want to throw a party and have him. Yes. But the party would be small. Because it would just be us. <laughs> it would just be us. That's we right. don't want to share Tom Hanks. Can we have? Can we ask Tom Hanks to bring his favorite typewriter? To type us something. <laughs> no, that was Greg Kinnear. No, Tom Hanks loves typewriters in real life. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, loves typewriters. Gotta love a good typewriter. They make very satisfying sounds. They do. I used to type stuff on the typewriter in the basement that we had and then I don't know where that went. Probably the garbage. No, I think John has it. Mm, that makes sense. I'll bleep that out. Stephen with a B. Yeah. Um, we talked about moment they fell in love. Mm-hmm. Um, so do they stay together? Yeah. I agree. I think they're at an age where they know each other. They also took the time they know themselves. Yes. I was both. They know each other. They know themselves. They took the time to get to know each other because Tom Hanks insisted that they know each other. That's right. In real life and online. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Iconic scene. Um, I had this in my head. And then I forgot it. I think it's when he goes over her house whenever she's sick. No, that's not what I thought. Mm, well, that's mine. Okay. Why is that iconic, though? I'm just buying myself time. <laughs> You're such a dick. I mean, because it is? No, I just think it's it's that point where they've passed the whole buying out, the, or the store closes and whatever, and he's trying to be her friend, and they've reached the point where... He knows that she's her and all this stuff and the daisies and tucking her in. And I just think that's why. Okay. Um, I got to say that I think the iconic moment is the cafe when she's telling him off. He's connected the dots. She hasn't, but he's made her a better person in a way. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So, just his effects on her are less known. 
I like it. Um, final thoughts. Do they stay together? Did we talk about that? I think we just said yes. Yeah, I think so. They're just too old not to. <laughs> they've got nothing besides death. That's right. <laughs> At 36 and 41, they've done everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, final thoughts. So Dave Chappelle was in this movie. He was supposed to play Bubba in Forrest Gump. Okay. And then turned it down because he thought it would be a flop. So he... Right? Whoa. So he said, like, he wanted another chance to work with Tom Hanks. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Tom Hanks, like, kind of petitioned for him to play in the movie, and they said yes, so he played this part. Okay, that's so interesting. Yeah. I couldn't see him being Bubba. I think that the, the guy who was cast as Bubba was so perfect. I think it's because Dave Chappelle is such a fast thinking comic we would have a hard time seeing him place the one who's a little slower mm-hmm. intellectually mm-hmm. yeah and his physique just didn't match like yeah he's like like so skinny and yeah. yeah so i think that's where our it comes up with okay um this is a remake of shop around the corner that's where that author's name came from yeah where was that station was it ukraine am i making that up i don't think it was ukraine it was a foreign country though serbia no was it poland I don't remember, but you know it was how they Jimmy did, Stewart. Yeah, they our did pal Jim. Yes, and then yes, right. I do remember that. So that's where this came from. Um, yeah, shop around Budapest. Oh, that's so close. Why is it Budapest, not Budapest? I don't know. It's probably got to be the language. Okay, just I don't know if you know. Nope. Um. So that's where that comes from. There was a lot of Wizard of Oz references in this movie. She was hanging up ruby slippers. I saw the ruby slipper. There are a couple other things that I don't remember. And then they played Over the Rainbow, mm-hmm. which also played in Sleepless in Seattle. Mm, I don't Which remember. I don't remember. Yeah. But ID, IMDB facts, people. Um, so that's all I got for facts. I, I they were good ones. My final thoughts. How do we feel about The Godfather? Not a fan. I fell asleep. I think it's boring. Yeah, that's why I fell asleep. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also read in the facts about The Godfather, apparently Tom Hanks and someone else is a big fan, and they have done viewing parties. Like, Alec Baldwin has talked about this. So, it's a real part of their personality. Yeah. Then my other final thought was just, why is Meg Ryan always so frumpy? And it's not her. Her large pants bother me. It's just everything. Everything's neutral. There's nothing to set her apart. There's nothing that's flattering to her face. Like, it can't just be her. It's got to be, like, the set, like, the the wardrobe person. Like, I just feel like she's... Could it be the time periods? Maybe. But, like, Kate and Leopold was 2001. And, like, her outfits were just so bleh. Right. 
But I think in her real life, she also dressed this way. Okay. Um, so maybe it's just part of her. Another thing that I wanted to talk about in final thoughts that was just, it really pinged with me. There's two things I have left. Okay. One is quick. This is not the one that's quick. How she said with her... Yeah, that's frumpy. Mm-hmm. That's also frumpy. Maybe she's that. Maybe she's just dressing herself, and that's just her look. Yeah, I think so. I think that. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go no, ahead. that's okay. This is very informative, of Meg Ryan, and this is back in the day. Yeah, that is very much just. Just shapeless. Yeah. Plain, neutral, nothing. Mm -hmm. And when she was married to Dennis Quaid, still kind of similar. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. She had this tangent about what she did and being in children's books and stuff like that. And she's like, it has to do, like, it makes your identity. Like, these childhood books that you read, you get attached to, and it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely, that's how Harry Potter is. Because Harry Potter came at a time I was 11. We've also both talked about Harriet the Spy. Yeah. So, like, that's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it makes you more susceptible to fandoms later in life? Yeah, probably, but I, I do think it helps with right and wrong, too. And, like, I mean, that's probably why I love Hermione so much. She's a fantastic heroine. Mm. She's a great female role model because she just gets shit done. Mm. Like, that's just Harry Potter is the book that sticks with me forever. Because I started it when I was 11 and ended, what, whenever I was, like, 18, 17. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me warm and fuzzy inside Mm -hmm. because those are the memories that I have got me through tough times and just, I grew up and it was very, um, it was whenever my brain was forming. And that's interesting that you say that because I was 12 when I first read Jane Eyre. Mm. Wow. Good for you. You're smart. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm not being a dick. It was an odd collection, probably, to buy a 12-year-old. It was a birthday present. Yeah, books are important. Read books. They help you grow. We're not kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Um, That's kind of all I got for this movie. One last thing. I hated the fox. That was their store logo. He looked very shady. Yes, and I read a fact that they put him on the bag, right? Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like he stole that from Red Brian's mm-hmm. store, which was shady. But he was like playing a flute and they likened it to the Pied Piper. I hated it. I think he, he had like really beady eyes. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. Well, foxes are more sly than anything else. I guess. So, well, that's their character. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, martini glasses? Give it a three and a half. I give it a 
four. Hmm, I'm surprised. I do. I give it a four. What could have made this a five? Les Parker Posey. Oh, no. The- no, but I know she was crucial to it. I don't know. I Maybe think- more calm. I think that the emotionally cheating on their partners was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And that could have been eliminated. And I know that in the end, after Meg Ryan's store closed, she kind of like won because she became a children's author. But I think that should have been more prominent mm-hmm. to show that she wasn't detrimentally affected. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was hard for me, her losing her store, because mm-hmm. it is such a big part of who, who she is and what she grew up with, and mm-hmm. it's just a huge loss. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, it's a good movie. I would watch it again, and I have. It's like a comfort movie. If it's on, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I would watch this again, absolutely. Um, I thought I was pleasantly surprised by good. it. I thought I would hate it. I thought I would hate Meg Ryan's character, but I didn't. Yes, she's less obnoxious in this movie than any other movie I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Except for Joe versus the Volcano, maybe. I didn't hate her in that movie. No, it was just a weird movie. It was just weird, like, how she played three different people. But I, she's just the most approachable in this movie than anything we've ever seen her in. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, until next time, when we will be doing My Best Friend's Wedding. Yes. So, my best friend's wedding, rom-com classic. Absolutely. Until then, please check us out on Instagram at ToastyRomComs. Check out the website, ToastToRomComs.com. Mm-hmm. Email us, ToastToRomComs at gmail.com. Tell us, is Tom Hanks the villain in this movie? Is he manipulative? And what's your favorite of these three movies with Ooh, Tom Hanks and Meg yeah. Ryan? We'd love to know, are we wrong in our judgment of Sleepless in Seattle? I love that. Maybe I'll do a poll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, until next time. Watch up, drink up, and cheers! cheers.